and welcome to the 1L2N Podcast. I am Amy, and we are joined by some wonderful people today. Missy? Hello. Mike? Hello. Tommy? Hi. And our special guest, Liam. Yo. (laughs) We are a family of creatives going through the story writing process, and we're bringing you along for the shenanigans. Hello, everyone. How is everyone doing on this fine Sunday afternoon, evening, noon, noon, evening? Sunday. On this fine Sunday. No, it's got to be a distinct time. Well, that depends. What is evening? Afternoon is obviously after noon o'clock. Correct. So it's afternoon. It's like... But what is evening? Like after six? Evening is when the sun goes down. Yeah, but... No, that's night. Yeah. Yeah, but that's how it's when you have dinner. (laughs) So if you have dinner at two o'clock in the morning, that's evening? Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, fair Uh, point. Evening starts at five o'clock. No. Yeah, because you don't say five o'clock in the afternoon. You say five o'clock in the evening. No, but you don't say say four o'clock in the evening. You say four o'clock in the afternoon. I say five o'clock in the afternoon. I've never said that. Well, five o'clock is like the cutoff point for me. I think there's actually an official. There's a there's like a late afternoon or early. I don't know. I don't know any of this. It's probably divided into like group like hours of six, right? So morning is like 6 a.m. to noon, and afternoon's probably like, you know, noon to 6 p.m., and the evening's like 6 p.m. to midnight, and then like overnight or late night is like midnight to 6 a.m. Yeah, but at what point is it like you're staying up late or you're just staying up early? Because like technically midnight is the next day, so mm-hmm. technically that's the morning, right? Yep. So 1 o'clock is the morning. Yep. You say it's but it'll be morning. early morning. Think but most people just trying to sneakily justify because our current society <laughs> still considers it Listen. nighttime, even regardless of what the hour is classified as. It's a social construct, so most it's of the time it's considered overnight. What I'm saying is, I only sleep during the morning. But All you right. define morning I differently. Think, <laughs> I think the way to define night versus morning in terms of when you go to bed or wake up is if you have not gone to bed yet, it is still nighttime unless it is past the time you would normally get up. So if you have to get up at five in the morning and it's always going to be dark at five in the morning, then if you go to sleep at 4.49, then you're you're going to bed really late. Mm -hmm. So if it's before the sunrise, it's night, unless it's before the time you typically get up before the sunrise. That's my rule. So whichever comes sooner. Unless you work overnight, in which case the night is whenever you sleep. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily dictated by time or or sunlight. Yeah, yes and no. It depends it. upon the individual. Yeah. No, Melissa, I'm telling you how it is. Well, okay. you know, technically, Miss or Amy, that would be wrong because if you You're work wrong. overnight, oh. just in the name alone, there you go. It's not over day, and then you go to sleep at night in the day. Then you have to say. It's- Overnight by society standards, but you're working during your day. Okay. How, how do you say really... you're going to bed then when you're working overnight? Cause... I'd always say goodnight. i like, all right, goodnight, even if it was 10 in the morning, <laughs> which was great because I, I, I could come too. home and I could have a beer and it was fine because it was my evening. And then I'd wake up and it was everyone else's evening so I could have a morning beer too. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> you boy. can do that whether or not you work overnight. <laughs> no, it's just socially acceptable then. No, it's right? more socially acceptable. Exactly. Yeah, who cares yeah. about acceptability? Because if I wake, if I roll into work at ten in the morning with a beer, they're gonna be like, ah. although my work is a little lax, so they'd be like, "Wow, must be tough day already." Rough morning, huh? <laughs> yeah. As long as I brought some for everybody else, they probably wouldn't care. To be honest, <laughs> <laughs> I used to work for a place where the bosses would buy us beer and they would just like have it in the fridge and every once in a while we'd grab one well one of my coworkers and i were just having like a really bad week so for christmas that year we bought other coworkers flasks and during that bad week we're like all right on friday we get in every hour we take a shot and then we <laughs> can drink beer normally we were just absolutely hammered and this was like packing very expensive audio equipment and oh, so okay. not a lot of work out done that day because you know I, I did not trust myself but i do not recommend that if that's how you want to work you know feel free go go for it just be careful 
But if you're aspiring creative writers and composers like ourselves, then well, of then course you're probably it's an always good to get drunk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and if you don't drink, any other form of creative substance is also okay, right? Yeah. If you don't That's drink, you can join the party. Chocolates, sparkling water. <laughs> <laughs> Did she go? Okay, but now you have to shoot it. You have to shoot no, it. No, don't sip no, it. No, this is a sipping water. No, get no, your but that gun is not a sipping glass. It. Shoot it. <laughs> I can't shoot Destroy sparkling that water. <laughs> get the Nerf gun from Liam. Put it on a very yeah, high place. There, there we go. She did it. She did it. Look oh. at that face of such excitement. It's easier to shoot whiskey. Ooh, okay, <laughs> putting the shot glass away. <laughs> the oh, that stuff. water is too Bloody spicy. Oh. <laughs> uh. Have you ever like chugged a beer, Missy? I don't chug beers. I don't know. Did you ever shotgunned one? Oh, hell no. That's not me at all. Mike, have you ever chugged a, a yes. beer or something? No, wait, no, you didn't. Yes, really that's, that's probably the answer. Chug, chug a beer that's hoppy, or chug like a diet coke without trying to burp once. Oh yeah, it's nearly impossible. It's really fun though, and by like the seventh or eighth one that you try, it's just great. Like you're you're feeling really confident at that point. It's not good. My esophagus, if I have liquid in my mouth, my esophagus closes up, and I have to like force it the liquid down. So I can't shotgun anything. It does not mm. work. There are times when I have to like actively think about the act of of swallowing food or or beverage in order to get it down because my brain does not automatically swallow. I almost because my body is screwed up. Well, I almost went out for a beer. Um, when I finished my last final, I was like, oh, I could really go for a beer right now. No, Michael. Why? No. Why? I didn't because I was like, now nah, I'm just going to go home and eat chicken. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Ooh, a refreshing beer or chicken? <laughs> yeah. mm. Well, all right, chicken. Yeah, I, I decided to eat chicken and then I just set up my keyboard and like everything to, to do music again because, you know, I've had really busy school time. And uh, so first thing I did was eat chicken and then like I go to touch my keyboard and I'm like, wait a second, I've got greasy fingers. And I spent like 10 minutes straight using Dawn and dish soap and, you know, hand soap and everything, just like totally cleaning my hands as much as I could. And then I swear, like mm. I put my finger down on the key and it just went Voom! and like slipped immediately. And I was like, oh, I started grease on it. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's good. That's the worst part about eating like chicken wings is that they're just so messy. They're so yummy, but they're so messy. So chicken wings. No. Oh, with yeah. with silverware with chicken wings. I used to. I find it's easier to just not eat chicken. But <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> what about fish wings then? Huh? Yeah, Missy, your fish wings. Yeah. You mean like um? No, no fish, wings. fish wings. Like okay, I still use a fork and knife can't believe fish sticks uh, i use a fork and knife wouldn't it be better with chopsticks at that point yes uh i don't know because i feel like it would slip right out of the chopsticks are the best with everything that's why i always have some i mean i eat hand. i eat a lot of pasta with a spoon so i don't understand why giant sporks like big spoon mm -hmm. sporks aren't a thing I would I use that for everything. There's so <laughs> many utensils out there that should exist that just don't, and I don't understand why. Liam, aren't you a, a, a big fan of giant spoons specifically? I just like spoons in general. It's the best utensil. They're the most versatile and most useful. Agree. See? Would What if you're like, say you have something that you need to cut up, though. No. Spoon. <laughs> <laughs> would you cut it with a spoon? Spoon. You okay. can. You can okay, cut anything like a... with a spoon if you try hard enough. Gotcha. I'm sure it exists, but is there a, a, a thing spoon. as a rusty. spork where the whole edge of a spoon is sharp to be like a knife? Mm -hmm. Yes. Usually in military, like military kits or whatever, or like hiking kits, they yeah, have them that's like the all purpose. It's like one okay. and three. Look. Or three and one, I mean. I had a titanium <laughs> spork while hiking and that was all I needed, but I also had mm -hmm. a separate knife. So I'm just, I want to know what the name of it is. Is it a spife? A nicorf? <laughs> I've, uh. Knife spork. No, I think nicorf works. Google. <laughs> what is a knife, fork, and spoon called? Silverware. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Google. <laughs> well, that's good. 
It could also right, be called well, flatware. Maybe. Why is it called flatware when the only thing that's flat is the knife? I think it had to do with the, the coating. Because silverware was only silver, right? And it was a shiny a sp- yeah. metal. Whereas uh-huh. flatware whereas, was a duller look. And it, it couldn't be called uh, silverware if it okay. wasn't silver. I was thinking maybe it was like for your flat, like for your apartment. But I'm sure that it was around mm. way before apartments. Actually, that makes a lot of sense, too. Uh, it's called a splayed. A splayed. Splayed? A splade, S P L A Y E D. No, that's stupid. Splayed. I don't like it. you something. I splayed you something, or or S P L A Y D. Is that the thing you do to your cats? <laughs> no, no, that's a thing they do uh, themselves. I've also seen it where like the handle is a knife, but I feel like that's way more dangerous. That's a bad idea. I violently like so yes, I can totally understand that. Yeah, I do too. I, I just use my God-given forks and spoons and knives, my fingies. Uh, I'll use my knife to eat off of, but when the handle, the part you're gripping, is a knife, that's when it becomes a problem. Yes. So anyway, I finished school this week, and now I'm going to start writing Yay! more music. Yay! Well, semester. Ooh, ooh. One more to go, right? Yeah, until I get a graduate degree. One more to go with this degree, right? Yeah. But I sat down very excited to write music. It's been a really long time since the challenge of purple. And that is entirely what I wanted to focus on. And I wanted to do a bunch of new things with this template that we built in the meantime. And uh, it went really well. I had a lot of fun doing it. It was very quick for writing everything I wanted. I didn't have to worry about setting things up. They were just all ready to go. And uh, made me very happy. I feel very productive. I'm not done with it. So unfortunately, it will probably be next podcast. We have to do it. But yeah, I would say overall, if you are scared of getting back into creating something, just jump into it, open arms and see if it takes hold for you. Because surprisingly for me, it did. As soon as I started again, it was easy to get back into the routine of it. And I discovered new tricks and I was like, oh man, yeah, I can't wait for it. But I was actually a little nervous ahead of time that, okay, I'm going to have to warm up. This is going to be bad. But I think, I think cre- creativity, yes, you probably should warm up a little bit, but it's not like sports where you're you know, using your body and you need to stretch and practice and, and get ready. With creativity, I think you can kind of jump into it, but maybe I'm wrong there if you want to disagree with me. Disagree with me. Fight with me. I think it's, I think it's more of like a brain muscle thing where like... You can forget some of the tips and tricks that you've already learned if you don't constantly keep up with it. But I also think art is unique in the sense of like, if you keep up with it constantly, sometimes you almost resent it and that creativity does go away or it stalls or what's the the word? Your inspiration can dry up. Yeah. So I think, I think it's, there's like a balance between like trying to consistently be creative or trying to be creative but also not pushing yourself to the point where like something that you love and enjoy doing now becomes boring and old. A chore instead of a joy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hmm. And that's, but I, that's the hardest thing is to strike the balance between it being a, a chore versus it being a joy. But I think a lot of the chory nature, at least this is from my own personal experience, that I get with music is because I'm also distracting myself while trying to do something that I love. And first world problems for me, I'm about to complain about, but making music and then to my left having like YouTube or like just basically YouTube or any like social media to distract me, it immediately sucks the joy out of music. So it's like, I I will kind of agree with Mike that fully jumping into something with zero distractions is a joy like Mm -hmm. being able to create something and sometimes you're not going to be able to create something and that's totally okay as long as you are enjoying it while you're doing it and not being distracted (laughs) that's the worst yeah distraction just promotes procrastination when you're trying to do something and it's like that with absolutely anything it doesn't have to just be creativity no missy it's only creativity (laughs) the best piece of advice i was given was when you're procrastinating on something or you want to do something, but you just keep like, I don't, I don't know how to start or it feels too overwhelming, too much of a thing to do. 
just trick yourself by saying, okay, I'm only going to spend five minutes. I'm only going to spend 10 minutes on it. And once you get into it, you wind up losing track of time or the process of getting into it prompts the motivation to keep going. Mm. And you didn't think you would have that motivation before you started. So sometimes you start doing it and you'll just keep going. I think I kind of have that with writing music, uh, especially for this purple uh, project. I I have a very crazy idea for it. And I went, how am I going to do this? This is a lot of work. And this time, instead of trying to plan things out, I just started writing and doing it instrument by instrument, jumping back and forth between different ones, not really trying to figure out like, how does this instrument fit into that one? I can always remove stuff later. So the idea was not to plan out everything ahead of time. It was just to do some free form writing and then go in and edit it and try and figure out what I can improve upon. I had a uh, writing teacher that kind of gave me inspiration for that because in, in his English class, the most important thing to him was that we spent 10 minutes writing without going back and editing, without mm-hmm. trying to figure out if we had the correct grammar or spelling, without you know proper sentence structure. He said, just write, do not hit the delete key or backspace. And it's it's a really difficult thing to train your brain to do yes. <laughs> because you constantly want, you know when you've made a mistake and you want to fix it. But I've found that the more I apply that technique to a lot of creative things, the quicker those creative things come to me. Because you're getting all of those points of inspiration out on paper or mm. document. Or yeah, I'm program, spending more time using. being creative than I am being distracted s- by the critical. editing. Yeah. Yeah, I find especially like with writing music now, usually when I write music, I it's writing lyrics. If I don't, I either just have to type or write the lyrics that I have or sing out the lyrics that I have and like record it. If I sit down, I'm like, okay, well, that doesn't really work. I don't know if it, uh, yeah, let me, let me adjust that first. Then yeah, like Missy was saying, I lose all inspiration for the song that I was writing. I'm like, crap, what was I going to sing next? I had something and I forgot it and it's just, it's gone now forever. So if I ever have like an idea for a song or for lyrics, I'll usually record myself singing it or just record myself for a few minutes singing anything or whatever and then kind of workshop workshop it from there to see, you know, if there's anything good and then I can go back and adjust without having lost that initial inspiration inspiration. Yeah, you can you can write out a whole bunch of lines of stuff and then go back and play around with them and move them around and put them in a a way that that works for you whether it's ordering it like poetry or just flowing it in as far as a story goes just get everything out that you can think of before you lose it well and i also think so currently we're all making a song for our parents because that's what they asked for and i i found that the process of making a song like mike was saying getting kind of back into that creative process is a lot of fun and you forget how much fun it is until you get back into it. You're like, why did I stop doing this? What was I thinking? <laughs> you forget. You forget how much fun it is. You forget how much fun it is. It's kind of like working out as well. Like I actually really enjoy working out. I hate starting to work out, but I love working out. And once mm-hmm. you get into working out, you're like crap, why did I ever stop working out? Because oh, I'm a lazy fuck. That's why. <laughs> I think it's the things you postpone, that, that procrastination, that idea mm-hmm. that I'm just going to put it off till later the things that you really enjoy the most is sometimes the things that you know that they're still going to be enjoyable. Mm. So you procrastinate by doing them to the point where you forget how enjoyable they are. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, I, like almost every other college student, procrastinate the hell out of doing any assignment. You know, I have three months to do it and I will do it the day before. <laughs> and it you know i have a whole bunch of stress built up and i'm like oh why did i wait so long this is stupid i can't believe it but that is a fear of doing the thing that i know is going to be difficult mm-hmm. but the entire time i'm doing that i'm thinking oh i can't wait to write music again because i know that is something i'm going to enjoy but the fact that i'm not doing it is a kind of a barrier i think it's the, the worst part about being creative is that creativity always inspires you in the worst moments it's always Mm -hmm. in the moments where you're like (laughs) yes oh my goodness i have a great idea for a song right now but i'm kind of like 300 miles away from my house so i have no means to get it out (laughs) 
that's it's it's the worst and i will say with creativity specifically and i think any experiences today and uh it's not to call you out or anything because we all call experience the exact same thing Do it. is uh when it comes to criticism especially with you know all of us when there's just a slight bit of criticism it immediately whoever is receiving the criticism gets discouraged and i saw it with amy today and i really didn't want her to get discouraged because i really liked what she was doing but i was like what if you drove it this way it was just a bit of criticism and i've gotten criticism and that's happened to me and it really sucks it's like oh gosh i put all my love and hard work into that but they're right and then you're like i don't want to make music and i feel like if people loved ones or friends or people that you really trust are criticizing you and they're doing it for constructive feedback purposes then that's exactly what it is it's constructive feedback and you should take it as such they're not trying to demoralize you or make you feel like shit they're really just trying to help you and i feel like i've seen that with a lot of my friends and my family just most people who are creative that i'm surrounded by discouragement is like a huge thing when it comes to criticism I, I don't know how to deal with it particularly i guess you just have to get in that mindset of hey you know what even though it really sucks to hear that that this part that i thought was really good they're saying it isn't really good and now that i think about it it may not be it's good that they came along and told me that i guess i don't know and this isn't a roundabout way either, Amy, of me telling you. To be fair, I wasn't super upset when you were telling me that you didn't think that the thing I was writing was going to work. I, I wasn't, I was joking around when no. you were like, when I was saying, Tommy thinks this is the worst thing ever and I'm stupid it, and he hates me. Like, it wasn't, I was, I was joking around like that. It wasn't that. It was, I, I still could tell you were slightly discouraged and it wasn't like, it wasn't big or anything. I'm just saying this is a problem that probably happens to every single artist out there who is looking to better themselves is just discouragement in general. I feel it a lot and I don't, it, it sucks because I don't want to feel it. I'm like, these people are trying to help me. Yeah, they're attacking me. Oh my goodness. Like, that's what my <laughs> brain goes through. So, yeah. I think it, it sucks even more when it's people that are super close to you because. Yep. Even if, yeah, what you're saying is correct, it's hard to hear because you're like, no, you were supposed to praise me because you love me the most. <laughs> yeah. But then you think about it and it's like, no, it's actually your job to tell me that it sucks because I can take it because it's from somebody that I trust and love to tell me if it sucks. Because if you're only surrounding yourself with people who praise you, then you're, you're not getting any better. Yeah, you're not getting any better. So it's actually good to have those people who are going to be truthful and who are, I don't want to say hurt you because that's not what I'm, you should, you know, you don't want to be around people who are just going to hurt you, but you do want to be around people whose opinions you trust. And those opinions can be negative, but for a good reason. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But you know what, Mike's opinion, we can just live without that, actually. I don't, I don't think I need Mike's <laughs> negativity because he's always criticizing everything I do. Well, oh. maybe if you weren't so stupid, everything would be better. <laughs> oh, my oh, It's fine. I'm using this to be a stronger. Have you tried just not sucking? <sighs> okay, Liam. <laughs> <laughs> what if you were just better? <laughs> I wish. Give me a potion. <laughs> There's a pill for that. But it, but in general, I will say, um, you know, the song that we're making, working with you guys, is so inspiring and so much fun because y'all, we all have our down, down faults, no downsides, no defaults, no, that's not the word. You know what I'm saying? No, no, I Flaws. think you have to get it now. No, Flaws, that works. <laughs> <laughs> Beach <We> all, problems, <laughs> <laughs> issues. Yes, we all have issues and faults psychological impediments no 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 listen <laughs> shut up <laughs> but in general being able to work with you guys is so much fun and i really really enjoy being able to bounce ideas back and forth being able to create something together because i mean that's the whole point of why we wanted to create 1l2n was not just to work alone but to encourage each other and to work with each other on these creative endeavors and so even though it's been stress stressful for me a little bit. I've really, really enjoyed it. And even if the feedback is negative, I still enjoyed it because we're still all working together. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, for all of us individually, we need a lot of motivation to do the thing that we enjoy the most. We just need people to kind of remind us like, hey, do that thing. You, you, uh, you're good at it. You have fun doing it. So why aren't you doing it? And I think that that is any good creative partnership would encourage each person in the partnership to be the best that they can for the sake of not only themselves, but the partnership that they're doing. And that's that's the big thing that we're doing here is trying to figure out ways to make ourselves better. And obviously, constructive criticism is the biggest aspect for me. If I have people saying everything I make is a fantastic and amazing, I don't learn from it. And I want to be better at what I do at all times. And I, I trust, you know, everybody here to give me honest advice and you may not get that from a fan and it might yeah. be hard for a fan to do that as well they might say oh i really enjoyed that thing you did but they just don't want to criticize it because it's it's a different relationship in there but being that we're a family and we've all yelled at each other and we've all practically beat each other up we know that we're mm -hmm. still going to get along in the long run so i think that yeah. that that is one of the strongest aspects we have to our relationship is we have a partnership here amongst all of us to create things and to grow because we are holding each other accountable for the group yeah. go team yeah oh, gosh i need to get out of this family <laughs> i just no, want to say uh -oh. i hate each and every one of you <laughs> i just want to say Gosh, i mildly entertain the thought of liking you oh there it is there it is there it is has anybody seen no way home yet yes liam and i did today okay. it was great that's all we can edit that moving on <laughs> gonna have to watch that <laughs> yeah eventually i will wait Maybe. until it is available on a streaming service for free i don't think it will be oh maybe youtube but yeah spider-man movies aren't gonna be on a streaming service i know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you really don't like spider-man that much <laughs> i've never been into the spidey side of any universe so well and and she said oh we were like oh could we spoil it and she's like no i'm still gonna see it but we're like okay but do you have you seen all of them and she's like i've seen the ones i need to see and i'm like no you you should probably watch all of them at this point but I've already had it spoiled to me about how they're connected with other stuff and certain people in them. And Yes, but it, that doesn't matter. If you want to understand what's happening, you should watch all the Spider-Mans. That's all I'm saying. What if here, you know what we could do? We could spoil the other Spider-Mans for you and give you like a synopsis of the other Spider-Mans. And oh, then... Yeah. And, that would actually work. Give me yeah. like a real fast real fast reader's digest version okay no 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 this is the this is the cop out for her I she love wants it. no we I have you you have to marathon them oh gosh please don't make me do this <laughs> it'll be fine no we'll, no it won't be. this or harry potter no yeah it's this or harry potter bitch so none of them i would give up about... marvel marvel for like everything if it meant i don't have to watch the spider-man crap um you wanted to watch a velociraptor <laughs> okay. and made me go through that shit <laughs> you know what? I, that <laughs> wasn't you mean velocipaster bro that was, a, was one of the greatest movies movie. i've ever so seen without second of all it wasn't me okay we never watched things killing oh, oh no no, no. <laughs> we were all together we didn't do it I'm sure there's a Christmas one we can find. It'll be. Oh, fun. I'm sure there's a million Christmas ones. I'm very um, glad I was not there for Thanksgiving now. <laughs> Liam, second point, what were you going to make about Velocipaster? It's just a terrible movie all around. That's the point I don't know of how all enjoyed. Because it's, because it was it's so terrible. It was fun. To enjoy something with other people when we're all laughing at the stupidity of a thing. But they made it knowing it was terrible. Whereas exactly some Spidey crap got made thinking it was good when it was not. I hate to, but that's your opinion. Yeah, I hate to say it, Missy, but majority of moviegoers disagree with that. Except that's for Spider-Man Three. 
that's the one where we can agree is not. Yeah, that one. See, that that's one the only thing I've ever really heard about is Spider-Man 3, and everyone's like, it's trash, this whole franchise Spider-Man 2 sucks, blah, blah. is amazing. So, all right, couple things. And Missy, you don't really have <laughs> oh, no. in here. Okay. <laughs> How many times do you need to be recommended something before you decide that you want to watch it? My example of this was with Midnight Mass on Netflix. I listen to some various podcasts and one of them is play watch listen and they raved about it and i was like oh i've never even heard about it that's interesting then later on in the week i was surfing through youtube and red letter media had a mike and jay talk about midnight mass and they only do the talk abouts for something they really enjoy or they find very interesting so before i even watched that video i went okay I need to go watch this series and I watched it and I loved it. I've recommended everybody to see it. I know everybody's opinion might be different if they haven't seen it, but to me, it just took two different groups that I enjoy their content to talk about something alone. And then I was like, yes, now I want to go watch it. So is there a limit to you guys other than Missy, who is notoriously. I actually have something about the midnight mass thing specifically to say. Okay, well, we can we can talk about that one. Not Amy... Midnight Mass itself, oh, but okay. you, you recommending Midnight Mass. Yes. Okay. Oh. Okay, so for me, it doesn't necessarily have to do with people recommending it so much as it does. If content looks interesting, then I hear somebody recommending, and I'm, that combined is like, yeah, okay. So you said that you recommend Midnight Mass. I was already interested in it, but then you saying, hey, this is really good. I enjoyed it. That was enough to push me over the edge, despite the fact that you were specifically recommending it for Tommy and Amy, not me. Well, I said everybody no, he, could watch he, it. Yeah, he did say everybody, but he said, I, I think specifically Tommy and Amy will enjoy it. Yeah. Now, the, the key there is that it's something that you find interesting ahead of time. Mm-hmm. And the hard part is, especially when us as a family recommend something to one another and we say like, oh, I think Amy would love this because we know a little bit about them. We know a little bit about their tastes in storytelling and whatnot that we we are, I believe, good sources to recommend stuff to each other. Or maybe we're terrible because we all were forced to watch Invincible. So who knows? I knew that was going to be brought up. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but Invincible but in was kind of like half and half, you know? Yeah. Like, what, what does it take? Does it take family members? Does it take a trusted review source? How do you decide, here's something that I don't know anything about or I know a little bit about. When is it that turning point that you go, you know what? All right, I'll finally go ahead and watch it. I'll devote time to it. If I see people talk about it a lot online, that's usually the main thing that gets me. If I like see a bunch of like, to see it like talked about how great it was all the time on media or just like it's recommended all the time on YouTube or something about it. Now, and is I there see a lot of people talk? What is there a specific like critics or curators that you trust in that aspect? Or are you just going when when something there is the are, zeitgeist, that's what you want to to participate in? There are specific people that I see online that I really trust. They if they talk about it, I recommend or if I like for me a lot of time I'll see a clip of a movie that looks really good on youtube and i'm like okay now to see this movie and I, that usually goes pretty well yeah. those are my main things like sometimes like i would sometimes i, I don't trust my friends at all <laughs> not one bit and sometimes i'll trust you guys but sometimes not i don't know it de- really depends on my mood and the genre that it is yeah maybe yeah I- I think in general, I try not to recommend stuff because I'm always nervous you guys are going to hate it. So I anything that I watch, I usually tend not to recommend it. I think the only thing recently that I've watched that I recommended to people was Critical Role. But that was because Tommy was already recommending it to people. And then I got obsessed. Um, and I was like, watch it, watch Critical Role. But other than that, I, I, I just assume that everyone's going to hate my opinions on things so i don't ever really recommend things however you guys usually know me pretty well and and so whenever you guys recommend stuff i usually do watch them however for the however (laughs) 
I always get distracted. So like yeah. I, I keep forgetting yeah. that Invincible is a thing that I need to finish. And I keep forgetting that Midnight Mass is something that I need to watch. So I will watch them. It's just going to take me time. So it's usually, I, I'm not usually one, I'm not a person who's like, hey, you should watch this, you should watch this. And I immediately go and watch it. I'm like, I will, it's on my radar, I'll get to it. I mean, Critical Role took me, I mean, months and months and months to to finally watch. And then as soon as I watched it, I was like, uh-oh, <laughs> this is my life now. <laughs> and he, even with Liam, Liam recommending watching... Um, Clone Wars. Clone Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That took me a while to get into. Not get into like enjoying it, but just get to it. Uh, but usually once I do get to them, I usually really enjoy them. So I have like a list of things that I that you guys have recommended that I want to watch. I just have to get to them. So for me, it's usually when you guys suggest stuff, I'm like, all right, I'll watch it. It'll be a while, but I will watch it. Whereas like I don't necessarily trust a lot same thing with Liam I don't really trust a lot of my friends opinions because like a lot of what they like I I totally different tastes in uh tv shows or movies Mm -hmm. or I've already seen what they've you know are suggesting but it's usually whenever you guys suggest something I'm like I will get on that in six to eight months don't you worry my question to you is back to your first point was what is wrong with us not liking something that you love I don't see the problem in that there's not necessarily a problem but I just I guess I assume that you won't like it, so I don't even recommend it because if you guys watch it and then hate it, I'll feel bad that I like recommended something in general that you didn't like. And then I feel like I don't have a trustworthy opinion of like what's good or what's not. I mean, we know out of everyone here, I love trash movies. Like I love them. I love bad movies. And so Whenever I enjoy something, you guys usually tend to not like it at all. So I'm like, okay, well, I know that if they recommend me something, I'll usually like it. But if I recommend them something, they're going to be like, Amy, this is terrible. And I'm like, yeah, isn't it great? Um, so, so instead of putting you through that ordeal of like having you watch something anyways, like I might as well just cut out the middleman and not have you watch it. And then you don't have to watch a terrible movie Do you think or it, TV show. It, knowing you, Amy. And it, this might get a little personal. Oh boy. Do you think it's the fact <laughs> that when we reject something that you enjoy, you feel like it's a direct rejection of a part of your personality? I think for some things, yes. That could definitely be it. But I, I think in general, I understand what I like and what you guys like. And so I understand that I'm okay with terrible shows and TV and movies. But I know that that's not your guys' taste. So I never have anything to recommend because even though I've enjoyed something, I'm like, well, they they won't enjoy it. So it's not even a matter of like, oh, they're going to reject. It's going to be like they're rejecting me. It's like, well, no, they're just not going to like it. So there's no point of even recommending it. Um, I, yeah, that make sense? I don't know if there's no point in recommending it because at least it shows kind of more what you're passionate about, what you're into at the moment. And then you never know. Somebody else could be like, oh, yeah, I actually watched that really terrible movie and I kind of enjoyed it, too. And, you know, you can connect a little bit over that. I would personally, the way I work is if there was something that I hate, I would always recommend it. Or if there's something that I love that everybody else hated, I was always recommended to people because then I have a semi laughable power knowing that I cursed somebody else to do something that they did not enjoy. There, there's this one time I was, I was with a group of people that I really trusted and respected, and we were talking about movies that we love. And I said, "Oh, Oscar is one of my favorite movies." And everyone's like, "Oscar, what the hell is that?" And I was like, "Oh, it's like really good." So good. And I just got Tim Curry in it. It's got Sylvester Stallone, and they all started laughing. We we're like, "Really? Like a Sylvester Stallone movie? Like, it's probably really terrible." I was like, "No, it's really good." And someone said, "It's obviously not really good if none of us have heard about it." And that one definitely stung because it's like. That was a pretentious here, opinion. Yeah, it's a pretentious. Yeah, it sounds like that person was being an asshole, not that you had. True, a bad but then everyone was like, yeah, that's right. Like, yeah, none of us have really heard about it. So it's probably pretty bad. And I'm like, oh, okay, well. That's no, not here, here's, <laughs> in, here's instead of saying, oh, I'm defeated now, what you should really do is think to yourself, I know of something that's awesome that these people have rejected before ever hearing anything more about it 
You have the power. You have enjoyed something more than they have. They're denying I've got themselves. The powers. Yeah. And I guess that's, I mean, that's that kind of goes to back to the thing is if you recommended Oscar and they're like, that's stupid, there might be a critic that they watch on YouTube or that they read an article of online somewhere and it says, revisiting Oscar, the greatest movie nobody's ever heard about. And they'll be like, wait a second. I remember when Amy said something about really liking that movie. And they're like, but I trust this critic. And they seem to like it as well. That would be two points of reference for them that they would then go, maybe I should actually watch this movie and not judge Amy ahead of time. I guess I just assume that my opinions are going to get not to make this like a therapy session, but I just assume that my opinions and thoughts are going to get rejected anyways. So I usually just shut down a lot of times in situations like that because it's like, well, if they are just going to make fun of something that I do enjoy and it, 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 you're right. It does kind of feel like a weird attack on yourself of like, I really enjoy this, but they're making fun of it. And so it's like, does that mean it, it does kind of feel like they're making fun of yourself or they're making fun of me. I think that's a and reflection so, of them, not you. Yeah. Like if people are mocking you because you enjoyed a movie and wanted to share that with them, then those aren't necessarily people to put a lot of time and energy into. Yeah. I, I love people that are super passionate about weird types of media or TV movies, music, anything where they're like, this band is the greatest band in the world. I could hate the band. But the fact that they're passionate about it, something is what I care about more. And I, to me, when somebody is passionate and vocal and they do not care if you like it or not, they're just stating the fact that they do. It gives them a sense of authority over that individual subject where, well, I guess this person really knows what they're talking about because they, they are so into it and they're not rejecting anything. And that's, I, I just, I feel personally, the younger generation, I'll be the old man here. I think <laughs> they're really good at not immediately rejecting a lot of things that people enjoy. And I think that it's way better than it was when Missy and I were growing up. When, mm. if, if I liked something that was not mainstream and I tried to talk about it, it would get rejected. Same thing like how Amy had it rejected. But I feel like a lot of kids nowadays are a lot better at not immediately rejecting something that's strange. They're more embracing of weird culture styles. Well, as luck would have it, we actually have one of those kids on the podcast with us today. Liam, could you give us your hot take on Mike's idea? What, the thing he just said? Yeah. True or not? Um, do you feel like, do you feel like it's your age? It, well, it's hard, though, because Liam's also in that generation. He's not in a generation that we've grown up He doesn't up in. have to compare to other generations. He simply has to examine his. So, but that's, that's actually what I'm doing one. is I am rejecting my current generation in favor for the younger generation of accepting more because I've experienced from both sides. I understand. I'm just saying I want to know like Liam's take on this. Just does he feel like kids around him are accepting or not? That's all I'm looking for. Tommy, I'm going to need some help on this one. <laughs> I want to see your I I feel like regardless of any generation ever, kids will always be kids and reject anything weird or new. I think using the idea... Pressure uh, to like, conform. Yes, exactly. Specifically in high school, when you're trying to find your identity, that's going to be happening a lot. But since I, I'm already at that point where I know who I am and I know what I like, I feel like the people that I have surrounded myself with are very accommodating to my likes and to my opinions, and they respect it. And same goes with me and, and them. Like, I have a lot of friends with very, very differing opinions, but we still get along because we can at least respect each other's opinions. And like, you like that, but I don't really like that, but that's okay. That's what makes us different and interesting. And I, I feel like I agree with what you're saying, Mike. But I also feel like that template of being like rejecting anything that's new or weird or inter interesting is Im immediately true when it comes to high schoolers, middle schoolers, and elementary schoolers. Because they're all trying to 
they're figuring out. They're like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm figuring out stuff. So, yeah, I would yeah. say personally, at least in my school, is that people are generally accepting. They'll have comments about it, but they're usually generally accepting. There are definitely those people that won't be and will judge you like for real and and like look down upon you for that. But it, it also depends on because when it comes to like things that are uh, like not mainstream. A lot of people will be a lot more accepting of certain non-mainstream things over other non-mainstream things. I feel like, at least in my school, in the generation I'm in. But, I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't say that everybody is more accepting. By by no means, that's not what I'm saying. But the ratio of acceptance is way higher. Yep. And I think you can see a lot of this, especially with like acceptance of you know the LGBT community stuff like that people are just naturally like oh you you can do whatever you want and i'm okay with that obviously there are big generational differences and you know how people are raised and stuff but i feel like when i was in high school you really couldn't come out as gay at least not where we went to high school and be accepted but nowadays i feel like it would be a lot easier and i feel like and I'm not equating, you know, being gay to liking a specific style of music. I'm just saying people are more willing to entertain thoughts that are contrary to what they personally think. Does that make any sense? They don't feel like they the same kind of pressure to go with the norm. Yeah, like I, I feel like there was very few clicks and it was if you step out of this specific role when we were in, you know, middle school and high school, it was seen as, well, you're just a weirdo and we're going to reject you. But um, a lot of kids that I've seen nowadays and especially even the young adults, they seem to be much more accepting and embracing of different cultures, different lifestyles different types of media that they actually consume and they are are more okay with people not having the same opinion as them and not being that cookie cutter and that's i guess what i'm getting at i feel like our generation and older generations are very much like no you have to be cookie cutter whereas younger generations are much more like well there's so many more cookies that we can be i feel like that is uh, oddly i feel like the norm now is to like be your own self in in a very exactly. odd way like it's that is the thing that everyone wants to do but in doing that it makes you different from everyone else in a weird way because I, I i guess when you elaborated it a little bit more like thinking back to high school there were like hundreds and hundreds of different odd little groups and they all got along and we were all like oh that's cool hey that's cool there's a freaking anime club at my school and it was populated with people and there was like hundreds of different clubs and you had a crossover of of like the anime clubs would also go to like the music clubs and so on and so forth but everyone was like yeah the teachers are like yeah you do it like you do you let's go and like all the kids would they just go into those little clubs i don't know i feel like it definitely is more acceptable to be who you want to be without being rejected, which is and very nice. Here, here is my master stupid thesis idea of this. <laughs> because we have the internet and we can connect with those niche communities so much more, we realize that we're not alone. And we yeah. start to be more accepting of other people because we realize, okay, my unique thing doesn't make me weird. It just makes me enjoy this type of thing. So... To bring it all back home, that is why I would encourage you, Amy, to just boldly state what you love and people are going to reject it. That's fine. But because we have something like the Internet here, we can connect with people that like the same things that we do and realize that watching terrible movies, although the people here might not like it. You can be proud of watching those terrible movies because I guarantee there's thousands of people that enjoy the same thing you do. No, fair point. That that totally makes sense. I think a lot of times when people feel rejected when people don't enjoy something they do is because they it is such a big part of who they are that they feel like you are rejecting a part of themselves. 
And I think that sometimes it can be hard to separate that and realize like interests are not necessarily who you are as a person. Interests are just like part of the chemical makeup that make up who you are. Well, it, it also goes with... I don't know if uh, any of that. Was, I, I feel like it, it makes goes sense. with... It's just a part of it. <laughs> like, Yeah, it's just a part of it. It doesn't mean that if they don't like... Like you... If you watch a movie, you're not going to love every single aspect of that movie. And if you are, great. For, that's awesome. But there are things like, ah, I wish they didn't do that part. Or I wish they didn't do this. Or the CGI year was kind of crappy or whatever. And I feel like sometimes people take that like, oh, the CGI was crappy. Well, then they hated me. It's like, no, I love the movie. I just don't like the CGI here. You know, and I guess I just have to have better self-esteem and realize, fuck those people. Go watch Oscar. <laughs> I was going to say, it's a great movie. It's really, really good. You should definitely watch it. (laughs) When it comes to different, differing opinions as well, I feel like people also have trouble communicating it in a constructive way because the people that were talking to you saying, oh, we've never heard of Oscar, then, you know, like, (laughs) must be a bad movie. That's a terrible way of communicating their opinion opinion on something they've never tried i think at that point it's a fear of them not knowing something so they need to attack what they don't know yeah as opposed to being curious about it It, yeah yeah having a curious mindset's always nice too like instead of being like oh i hated the movie and they're like well i like the movie and now you're both just attacking each other to oh why you're stupid for your opinion you should be like okay well I did you, what are some areas that you liked or what are some areas you didn't like? Like, I don't know. I, I feel like the communication between differing opinions is, is really what clashes because you, you just come off all attacky instead of nice. <laughs> I guess if you're going to share your opinion on something, you do have to understand the audience that you're sharing it to. Mm-hmm. If they are not going to be re- uh, like accepting of your opinion, then I can understand the idea of, of being quiet and not saying anything but at the same time if you know that that audience is still going to love you anyway like we would with you amy if you're constantly telling us this is a terrible thing you're going to hate it but i love it you should watch it you know it's not going to change our opinion of you we already think trash i mean it's fine it's fine (laughs) (laughs) that's just the sweetest thing you ever said to me amy our opinion of you is so low it can't possibly go any lower by you giving us another bad option no. You know, Mike already said that. You just didn't have to reiterate it. <laughs> but, no, I, like, realistically, though, like, we'll, we'll hey, still audience, love you. you should tweet us. And let us know how much you hate me. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> oh, here comes the floodgates. Oh, um, no. <laughs> no, re- realistically, we'll still love you. It's just I, I would rather see you super passionate about something that I don't enjoy than see you cower because you feel like I would judge you too hard. I think in general, I've just gotten used to people like not respecting my opinion. And I don't mean respecting is like they have to feel not, the same. You mean? Yeah, they just I've I've had a lot of moments in my life where people don't respect my opinion. So I just and it's not like I think all babies should die. That's that's not, that's not the kind of opinions I'm putting out there. But just like things that I like or things that I think or whatever, that it's just it's easier to not even speak up than to even have it rejected once again you know yeah so that's pr- that's probably why i don't recommend stuff well is that it's just like eh. i do think sometimes all of us shut down your opinion sometimes even when we're not trying to <laughs> mike is the number one culprit mike shuts me down like nobody's business go back in the podcast and count how many times i'm like yeah this is great mike's like no it's actually terrible and here's a thesis of why i'm like but you realize why i do that right it's (laughs) no because you're an asshole no it's not it's it's not because i hate you and i think that's how you're taking it it's because i have a different opinion and that's entirely it Uh, no I, I, i don't i don't think you hate me yeah but i think that you don't share stuff because you think that people are going to hate you I think that's the core of it. You shut down, but you don't want to give yourself over to the idea that somebody would reject you in another way. You want to wall that off as much as possible. And I'm saying I might totally disagree with you on every opinion that you have, but I still love the hell out of you and I can't wait to create something with you. 
But then that gets back into the creative aspect of like, what if all of the created creative ideas I have are rejected? Well, that's something you know? that hasn't occurred yet. But I think if it was occurring, we would all have to talk about it. You'd have to bring it up to us and say, look, all of my ideas are getting rejected. And here's why. That That's the support that we have as a group to each other, not only as a family, but as a company. We can say what is best for our individual like psyches and what is best for the group in general. And if one of us was finding that all of our ideas were getting rejected and one person was taking over, then the rest of the family can step in and go, all right, no, like this can't happen anymore. That person needs to be able to contribute. But has that happened to you, Amy? No, I'm just saying I was just giving an example. Yeah. Yeah, I, and I you think you guys all love my ideas. I'm uh, such a creative genius. Uh, obviously, we would also have a very terrible podcast if Amy was like, "I like thing," and everybody else is like, "So do I." Well, yeah, no, of Echo. course, Echo. yeah, Echo. yeah, exactly. We don't want it to be an guys. Echo fan fiction is great, and you're all like, "God damn it, Amy!" <laughs> <laughs> See, and that's more interesting than us going like, "Fan fiction is great," and we're all like, "Oh, I know, I love it." I, I don't. I like conflict when it's constructive in general because conflict makes you think about different sides of whatever kind of you know thing that you're fighting over yeah yeah don't be afraid to share stuff amy i will reject it nonstop. but it's not an attack on <laughs> you <laughs> at all thank you just know I, your I, audience I yeah i'd much rather you give your opinion than be quiet all right watch out i got opinions oh boy what have you done no, I, I would say know your audience. Like, if you know that Mike doesn't like certain types of things, you just don't recommend it to him, but you can recommend it to other people. Like, if he consistently rejects Harry whatever. Potter. Okay, so you guys keep recommending it to me, and I keep rejecting it, and you keep recommending it. Take a hint. No, this is okay, you that but, should take a hint. God yeah, see, there, there, is, there is a difference here, and this is kind of what I was getting at uh, overall. It's not an attack on you, Missy, here. But when three people in the family go, I think you would really enjoy this, knowing different aspects of it. You know, I, I think the reason why we we joke about recommending it so much is because we know you'll never watch it because you're so stubborn in that aspect. But we, at the time we all originally recommended it, we thought you would like it so much and you were so adamant about it that now we're not going to ever stop recommending it's it. It's got just two to annoy you. of the three genres that I don't enjoy. What is, what are those? I genres? don't enjoy stuff dealing with kids. Like I just find it boring, and I don't enjoy magic. You know, I don't enjoy either of them either, Missy. But I, also I don't love enjoy the romance, Harry Potter series. So, and yes, yeah, she's a Star Wars fan. Okay, Star yeah. Wars isn't magic, Liam. It is magic. It's a totally different thing. <laughs> it's space magic. It's space magic. <laughs> <Yes>. Space magic. <laughs> I don't enjoy, space. there's like five different types of magic. The type of magic that I really don't enjoy is like your spell type of magic, your wand type of magic. Having inherent powerful abilities is a different type of thing. But spells, Force wands, magic. that kind of like um, putting, imbuing magic into things. I'm not, I, I'm not really into that. I never have been. It's because we were raised to be taught it was the worst thing in the world. That's why. Um, yeah. No, because there's plenty of other stuff that I was taught. No, this is evil. And I'm like, I love it. So it's just I, not my thing. I it, It's and, and I think that's what I was also trying to get at is we all know that you don't like magic. And when the three of us go, you really should watch it because we trust us. Like, I know you don't like magic, but just trust us. And then you go, no, I don't like it. What What is the point to you that would make you go, okay, fine, I'm going to watch Harry Potter? Would it be a critic? Would it be a thousand mm -hmm. people knowing that you know the opinion going, this is good? Or are you just the type of person that I'm, makes up your mind before seeing something and goes, that's not for me? I I'm the type of person it. that goes, these are not genres I enjoy. I'm not wasting time on it. Even if I like have, every I have respected 50 critic, million other things on my list to watch that Star would Trek fall watch. way yeah. higher. Yeah. Yeah. Say twenty. Half of those are Star Trek. Yeah, yeah. half of them are Star Trek. Not the other one are watch. Star Wars. So <laughs> that stuff stops getting cranked out. Maybe I'll think about it. No, there's just 
I've got a million other things to watch that I haven't gotten to yet. And then there's other stuff that I really enjoy rewatching that I'll watch again like once a year. And if I have to choose Harry Potter, it's got like based in things I'm totally not interested in or oh my gosh, they put out another Star Wars TV show. Like it's a no brainer for me. There's so much content always being put out that I'm going to go for the content that's really piquing my interest over the content that I'm like, nah. Okay, well, riddle me this. Uh-oh. Why don't you want to watch Narcos so much when it's got... When it's uh, got... For, no, for reasons sh- we've sh- talked sh- about sh- off camera. Sh- sh- no, because it has a lot of things and aspects in it that I think you would like and we have talked yep. about and yet mm-hmm. you don't you keep on pushing against it. So one thing I've recommended so much and I know. you push against it. It actually you, seems really you, interesting. I really you, am interested. You in had story. rather watched Clone Wars, which is something you had hated to watch for so long, <laughs> than Narcos. You I was like, let's watch Narcos and mom's like, actually, why don't we do Clone let's Wars? Do I was Clone like, okay. <laughs> Um, I I do have reasons for Narcos, even though it it really piques my interest. The story, but so uh, there's reasons. reasons. How many people need to recommend something to you, and what type in order for you to watch it? That is the big question. Uh, it it's based on the content. It's based on the the genre, the theme, the subject matter. Like I don't know how else to but put that. If there's more positive things than negative, wouldn't it make more sense to watch it Maybe. instead of rewatching the same five shows you always watch? Okay, first or, of all, it's like a hundred okay. shows. Yeah, but you constantly rewatch things while you have things waiting on your list. He says constantly Just, rewatch, but that's yeah, not you things, true. You have things on your list that are just get collecting a bunch of dust. When are you going to watch The Wire, watch. Missy? When are you going to watch it? Oh my gosh, I want to watch The Wire so bad. I want to watch that with Liam. <laughs> We've got some things further up the list that we agreed to watch, but then The Wire, it's happening. I, I will say this, Missy. I totally understand that you will never watch Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. The reason why we keep recommending it to you is because you're so adamant that you won't. Exactly. It's just more funny. It's like Amy uh, recommending yes. a bad movie and us rejecting it. But- it's more funny to do to do the rejection so we get it when i adamantly don't want to watch things and then i finally get bullied into watching them and i don't enjoy it all you guys are doing is reinforcing that i am correct and not watching stuff and that's why we will continue to do it (laughs) what i can't i can that's that's why we will can nope Go ahead. I said, I that's some Tommy. dad stubborn logic right there. You know what? That's okay. I <laughs> yep. am my father's daughter. I know about that's it without knowing, and therefore I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just said that I have watched things that I've been harassed into watching, and then I watched it hoping I would like it and be wrong, only to be very disappointed yeah. in it. And all that di- does is reinforce that why waste my time when I have other things I can watch that I'm more interested in. We're no longer harassing you at this point. It's just a joke. Yeah. Okay, yeah, but that's it what we've still been trying feels to like do. harassment. What I'm trying to convince you is Narcos, okay? I- I'm still serious with that one. All right? I, I ain't never <laughs> back in it. That's going to become the new Harry Potter, all right? So I'm going to do that to the day Narcos, I die. Yeah. For me, I usually take one personal uh, relationship and one online critic, and that's all it takes for me to watch something. Man asked this question like thirty minutes ago. We finally answered. Well, it. I was—I didn't even get to answer it. I was gonna—I <laughs> was gonna say I was actually watching a, a donkey video, and when he is being smart and prolific about something, it's usually genuinely interesting. And he was talking about critics. And he was talking specifically about when you have a critic that doesn't like something like specifically, he doesn't like turn-based combat and he's recommending a game. That's the its sole thing is turn-based combat. Then I might say to myself, Oh, that's a game I might want to check out. So yeah. when I see something like red letter media or donkey or just anyone else, when I know they don't like a particular genre and then they're like, we recommend this. That's an instant, okay, I'm going to try this thing out because they don't like this thing, but actually they really do. That's that's usually what gets me into it. I agree. Seeing somebody like passionate about 
a recommendation when I know that they are contrary to that. Typically, that is like, oh, okay, well, there's obviously something unique about this. Yes. Amy, Missy, Liam, any of you? I don't. I was just gonna say, if that's the case, then everyone should also watch. <laughs> was it 1917? Because oh, okay. you know I don't like war movies, and I actually really enjoyed you that saw movie. It? it is very yeah. good. Yeah, I saw oh, it when uh, Tommy was up. My it's very good. Movie. No, not yet, but it is on my list. I okay. So you're the only one that see it. Best no, I want ever. to. Yeah, I will see it. Yeah, I don't typically listen to critics no, or I don't. online reviews or any of that when it comes to recommendations. I listen to people I like online, not people, not like crit critics. You know who knows me? Who really like can Uh-oh. see into my soul and understand the heart? I'm very scared right now. of the content <laughs> that I'm into. What who? is it? You. It's Netflix. Netflix recommendations, man. They <laughs> get me. Netflix. They really get me. I feel like I... Not 100% of the time. I, pretty I, damn close. I really enjoy watching critics because usually all the critics I like, they're shitting on something that I really enjoy. And then it gives me a new light onto why they don't like a particular aspect of a game or like a movie. And I guess shitting is the wrong word because a lot of the times it isn't you're like this is stupid it's more like here's the exact reason why i don't like what i don't like and i go to red letter media for that a lot because a lot what of the is stuff red letter media a lot of stuff the i watch YouTube them group. it's or, oh, okay. they are on youtube a bunch but they're not oh, okay. a youtube group yeah a lot of the stuff i watch from them it's like oh man they absolutely dig into something and they give you the exact reasoning as to why they don't like it and I, just, I guess it just like shines a new light for shows and movies for me when I watch them. I like differing opinions. So that's why I watch critics. I usually don't watch anything that reinforces my opinion, but rather. I typically will watch stuff after I have seen the actual content. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I don't watch it before to make any decisions about whether or not I should see it. Yeah. And yeah. I, I do that a bunch to to see like. Did I actually like that or not? You know, see, to to try and figure out or to I've really enjoyed that. And now, same thing, like Tommy said, I want somebody to destroy that opinion. I want somebody to pull it apart and tell me I was wrong uh, just so I can yeah. see something contrary to understand, you know, how to tell a better story or um, how to analyze something a little bit better. And I do that a lot with Red Letter Media, with things that I've watched in the past from them. And they are critics. And because of that, when I see something pop up on their feed and I go, oh, you know, maybe I should actually watch this because they're talking about it. And then it makes me more interested in it's like a a dual layer media consumption where I can actually consume the piece of media and then I can go watch them shit on it. And I think it's great, you know? Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, you're totally right there. So I'm, I'm not one that goes out and looks for movie reviews of something but there are different groups that I enjoy, and they're not movie reviewers. They're just people in general that enjoy specific things, and they just bring it up in conversation. And that's when I go, oh, well, you know, I like their opinion on a lot of other stuff. Maybe I'll go watch something that they enjoy. Yeah. Well, I think that that wraps up everything beautifully, Mike. Good yeah, job. Right. <laughs> We would love to hear from you guys. What kind of movies and TV shows do you guys recommend? And how long does it take someone to recommend something to you before you watch it? Let us know. You can uh, contact us. We are on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Reddit. We are 1L2N Productions. Hit us up. Let us know. Uh, and if you like what we're doing here and you want to show your love and support, head on over to our Patreon. We would appreciate that so much. And the last word of the day goes to... Liam, take it away. My last word is watch Narcos, please.